Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I know you feel emotional. Are you ready? Makita's so excited, I don't even know what to do with her. It's like losing her shit completely. I was here for like six years. Hello. Come in, come in. You must be Felicia. How is it you look exactly the same? Exactly the same. Exactly the same. A tiny little bit greyer. My hair was jet black the last time I saw it. Slightly annoying, crazy. Come on in. Come into your sort of bespoke Korean life. I'm just doing a bit of plating. Yeah, can I say, your message was hysterical <laughs> because I, I go to people you know what do you like and they're like you know tomatoes i like lamb i like fish you're like i quite like a bibimbap <laughs> uh, banchan i'm like all right hey listen challenge accepted <laughs> challenge accepted so for a drink i've got i've made a dirty old screwdriver uh, you know what, like a screwdriver. But I was like, what was that shitty drink that we used to drink all over England? I was like, a screwdriver. Mum, what were we eating? So, uh, and I'm not, you know, a Korean chef, but I've taken some Korean inspirations. Also, I didn't have any gochujang. So, I've made some little chicken skewers, but I've used some white miso and some kind of hot pot peanutty seasoning and some chilli and some other oh. delicious things. And then we put those on the barbecue. We've got a steak that's been marinated in some fermented black beans and garlic. Oh. And then we've got these um, spinach with sesame and sesame oil and then some pickled radishes and then a sort of salted cucumber with onions and then some red pepper flakes. And, and here, this is pickled wild garlic. Oh, yes. So, you know, having been in Korea as a star model, you know, Sam, yeah. where you wrap everything, they wrap different things mm. in different leaves. So when it's wild garlic season in Korea, they wrap, they use wild garlic to wrap. So the steak, this is made by my Korean friend called Young Hee. And uh, she oddly lives in Wales. Yeah. Okay. The big okay. old, very famous Welsh-Korean connection. <laughs> yes. And she made this for me, and I've had it in the fridge, and I thought, oh, great, I can use the wild garlic. So you take a leaf of that, yes. and then you take a piece of the steak, <laughs> and you wrap it around the steak and stick the whole thing in your mouth. Amazing. And then there's some steamed rice, because you said you like steamed rice. Love and it. And then this is a little reduction gravy made from the marinade of the chicken and a bit of Shaoxing wine and wow. butter. <gasps> because yeah. butter... 
in his butter. Yeah. In his you you got to have butter. Because you've got to have butter. All okay. right. Yes. Incredible. Everybody. Steve Jones is with us today. <laughs> <laughs> the man who knows all my secrets and uh, knows everything about me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This, this is a mistake having me on this. No, no, this no, is no. a big mistake. Yeah, especially when we're good. giving him alcohol as well. It's all going to come out. So, yeah, Steve Jones is here. And who have you brought with you? Who's your guest today? Uh, this is my wife, Felicia Jackson Jones. Hi. Felicia Jackson yeah. Jones. Jackson Jones. That's actually who Steve That is an excellent name. I, I, I'm technically Steve Jackson Jones. Yes. I took Felicia's name. Yeah, Steve that Jackson Jones. Felicia yeah. Jackson. That is a great name. It just sounds very I like, just, like your app stuff. I'm just so bored of being a Jones. It's the most boring yeah. name in the world. Everybody in Wales is called Jones. So it's I had true. this amazing opportunity to become a Jackson Jones. No, to to hyphenate that bit. And I went for it. You took it. And I love it. Also, it feels like it just works. Like Jackson works with the Jones. Awesome, isn't it? Nice. Mm-hmm. My full name, actually, Stephen Ashton Jackson Jones. Yeah, of course, the Ashton. black. Yeah. That sounds like a black man. No, Stephen Ashford Jackson. I was just Jones. about to say there's a famous film with Carl Weathers called Action Jackson. Action Jackson. Yeah, yeah, Carl Weathers. My last memory of us is me and you in that kind of weird time where we were maybe going to do breakfast radio. Yeah. Yep. I was like 31 and I wasn't really working. I was not in a great place. Steve was in quite a good place actually. But we had a really honest conversation. We went for a drink and we were both a bit like, if this is how it's going to feel trying to be a broadcaster, then they can kind of. Do one. I think we were both just a bit tired of being told what we could say and we just really wanted to be unfettered and be Stephen Makita and there was no platform to do that. To just do that. And I think there's... There's still no platform to do that mm-hmm. unless it's something like this, a podcast. It's so one of the reasons why we wanted to do this. Yeah. It's, it's the, the Wild West. Anything yeah. yes. goes on here. I can say anything I want. Wait, and Go I mean, do it. Not, <laughs> I think you can say exactly what you want. I didn't realise that you were American until today. I didn't know that you'd met in LA. You met in LA, right? We yes. met in LA. Tell, yep. tell, tell us the story. How did you guys oh, meet? Oh, God, this like... doesn't paint a pretty picture of me. Well, but, I'll, I'll, I'll... but it was very old fashioned. It was just at a bar. I walked in. It was um, the Soho House in West Hollywood. And I looked at the up the grand staircase, and he was standing there at the bar. And I was like, oh, who is that? <laughs> and my friend that I was with was like, you gotta go talk to him. And I was like, no. And she finally, like, goaded me into, like, approaching him and his friends. And luckily his friends were like, oh, hey, girls, like, come have a drink with us. But he was, like, had her ba- his back to us. Oh, that's very unsafe. No, no, I, I was engaged in a conversation. He was talking to his other friend. And then, so they're like, Steve, meet our new girlfriends. <laughs> and he turned around and he was like, hi, hi, turned back around. <laughs> oh, like, my goodness. That is, that, that's not quite it's, true. It <laughs> is. I, I, I did it turn is. around and I went, oh, hi, ni- nice to meet you. And then I turned back because I was engaged in a conversation with somebody. Conversation. I didn't want to be rude to them. So I thought I'd be rude to the person so I just met. I really didn't think much of it because, you know, I turn around, I'm like, oh, be- beautiful yeah. woman. Hello, nice to meet you. But I'm, I'm talking to, nice to, to this chat. Nice to meet you, beautiful woman. It was I'm very matter of fact, though. It was like, oh, hi, hi. And then turn around. <laughs> it wasn't like a... It wasn't like, hi, whoa, nice there you are. Yeah. It, <laughs> so Pete was wanting, like, you know, a wind sauce. Yes, yes. I get that. Well, so, but what would you prefer if I turned around and I was like, hey, baby? No, you more know, like, what are you? More like, like that would hello. be worse. That would exactly. be worse. Exactly. Terrible. Be worse. No, more that? like, oh, 
where did you come from? Like, <laughs> that energy. Where have you been on my life? Heaven just be missing an angel. <laughs> yeah, that, that, kind of, kind of, oh that kind of stuff. So Brilliant. how did it progress from turning his back to like... Well, that's the thing. Yeah, so me and my friend went off after we had a cocktail with him and his friends. <laughs> Without any interaction with Steve, really, because he still had his back to us. Very important conversation. And I thought, that guy's such a jerk. I'm not talking to him. <laughs> and so we went off. And then we came. My friend was like, let's go back for another round. They'll, they'll buy us another drink. And back for went, another round of humiliation. And I was like, oh, gosh. But then by this time, he was fully, like, engaging. And, and it just slowly turned into me and him just talking and separating from the group. Aww. And yeah. yeah I, I was like, oh, it's so nice to meet you. Sorry. I did say sorry about it earlier. I but I was like, I was that, having a conversation, but, but it's really nice to meet you. I'm glad I got a chance to speak yeah, to you again. Because and what I remember that. from um, Steve's interaction with women over the years when we were working together was just like, he did just look at women and, and they'd get all silly. And I'd be like, what the hell is going on? I believe no, it. No, but, insane. but me, but me and mum were talking about it. And I think the, the, the interesting thing about it is because you're obviously very handsome and always have been, but you're very smart and very charming. That was what drew women to Steve. And I thought that was a really lovely thing because I think also you love women and you're interested in them. Absolutely. Did you grow up with lots of women? No, not, not particularly. I mean, my, I got two brothers, blood brothers, Jonathan and Chris, but I suppose I did inherit a sister, um, Gemma, when my, uh, my father married my stepmother. When I was 18 and she was... Uh, That's quite late though, isn't it? It's like... Yeah, well, they married... Uh, actually, they married when I was 18, but... Sean and her son, John, my stepbrother, and Gemma, my stepsister, moved in when I was about 14. So wow. I suddenly had a sister in the house. Right. And I, so that's something. That's, <laughs> yeah, no, that's, no, that's, no, that's, no, that's, no, it's good. But I, I've just always, you know, I preferred the company of, of women, to be honest with you. Oh. I, I, well, I, I know men. I'm one of them. <laughs> I, I get it. I'm mean, far more intrigued by the opposite sex. Well, I've never really asked you this. Like, how did you feel about the way you looked when you were young and kind of that becoming a thing and people talking about how handsome you were all the time. <laughs> what a question. And no, because, um, because it was a very real thing. Yeah, I just ignored it, you know. People say nice things about me, thank you very much, but I'm not going to focus on it too much. I mean, become that self-involved, that's not good for you, I don't think so. That's kind of the healthiest way to respond yeah. to that stuff, isn't it? I mean, don't get me wrong, I like to look good. You know, I want to want to present my, the best me when I'm in public and I think... It's one good thing about being on TV. You're always trying to look after yourself and keep fit and all the rest of it. Mm. But I'd never really focused on it that much, to be honest with you. I mean, even when I was modeling, I was told that I was just kind of like... Go on, what did they say? Well, you know, I failed dismally in London. I think that was good for my uh, ego at the time. I, I, I moved to London after being a huge success in Korea. But <laughs> <laughs> modeling... <laughs> <laughs> I thought, this is it. I'm going to be a model. Here we go. So I, I moved to London and London was like, no, you're not going to be a model. <laughs> you're, not, not you're not interesting looking enough. You know, I went to Storm, uh, Elite, all the big modeling agencies at the time. I don't know who they are now. Um, and they were all like, you need to go to a specific uh, uh, agency in Knightsbridge called Goodfellas. <laughs> so what did they do at Goodfellas? They, is it like catalogs? They specialize it. Yeah, well... Andy, nail on the head. Fast two weeks later, so I'm rude. in a field with a wax jacket on, my arm around a cocker spaniel, pointing to the sky. You know, the, the, the classically yeah. good-looking yeah, yeah. guys. So you were, suddenly, you were very quickly at the right agency. Yes. And you it thought, was you know what, I don't want to do this. I'm not interested. It, it was more even, even then. I, I, you know, I did a bit of work. I did the, the Armani show in the Royal Albert Hall, which is really cool. I did oh, a yeah. bit for Pringles. Wow. The, 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 the fashion 
label, not, not like the crisps. The crisps. I thought you meant the crisps. That's because you said them. That's because you said That was an interesting segue. The fashion people, yeah. Pringles. Pringle, that's the company, the clothes oh. company. Pringle, oh, right, is just the Chris. I mean, I mean, get wrong. Yeah, Pringle, yes. Pringle, drop the S. All right, but even then, I, I wasn't successful. I, I you know, I just the, the the jobs just dried up pretty quickly. So I guess well, at this time, I'm already doing Pop World and stuff because mm. we sort of were put together uh, and told that we were just going to be doing T4 together a few times. I think. So I think for me, if I had gone into T4 and it wasn't with Steve, uh, you know, I mean, you're hearing what firecracker I was anyway so I think if I didn't have you <laughs> at that time what, I, you under straight I, I, I really would have gone off the rails no but I mean I wouldn't I wouldn't have felt so safe doing all the things we did and, and also I was losing my mind I didn't really know how to handle it anymore I think I was t becoming a grown-up and realizing that I was really well known and I couldn't escape it and all that stuff so it's an insane platform yeah. to grow up in I mean we were so lucky that we didn't get the whole Twitter social media <sighs> thing can you we imagine? Were, we were far better presenters for it. I'm convinced that if we had been, you know, dragged across the coals daily, going, oh, why have you done that? That's not funny. Oh, that's stupid. What? Yeah. We wouldn't have had the freedom to do whatever we wanted mm. to do. We're but, so lucky that we had that kind of school. Yeah, absolutely. We cut our teeth in the best place mm. imaginable, you know, and, and it was live and it was exciting and we're all great presenters for it. Do you think the way social media affects people who work on TV is... I mean, I think it's quite adverse, obviously, mm. for, for obvious reasons. But I also think in terms of people's mental health and how you manage on a daily basis, like before people were just shouting at the telly, mm. now they can actually get to you yes. say and say, things. and some of it is so vicious. I'm really lucky. I don't know why I'm so lucky and I'm, you know, I'm waiting for it to change because it always changes. But I've had friends who've just been through, who've been through actual hell. Do you know what I mean? And they don't want to leave the house. They don't want to come out the front door because they're, you know, scared that they come outside and next thing they know Twitter is going to be like popping up. Did you ever get any of that when you married Steve? I think there was one person that tried to troll me by saying, you're no Megan Fox, which I was like, I don't Correct. know what that means. Who? <laughs> no, that and was I where we were I headed. didn't like respond or anything. That. that was like a long time ago. And I was like, what does that even mean? Yeah. <laughs> P.S. You're no <laughs> Megan Fox. <laughs> okay. I'm also not, I don't know, whoever. Yeah, you so you never respond, but I just thought it was kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was like, it was, there was no context. It mm. was just kind of a random like. So when you met him, yeah. he was already famous here. Yes. Well, you doing X Factor America? Because that wasn't the easiest time for you. It was quite an unpleasant experience. Yeah, it was tough. Mm. But also the best thing that ever happened to me because that's when I met Felicia. Mm. Yeah. So even though it was pretty much career suicide at the time. Uh, Why, what happened? Well, because um, Simon and the X Factor bunch were dangling the carrot uh, of potentially doing American X Factor. So it just kept going on and on and getting pushed back and pushed back. And I was in the running for it. So I kept turning down multiple big, big gigs in the UK <laughs> in order to keep in the running for that. And rather than go, Simon, hey, that's the business. That's the way it works. Yeah. But to be honest with you, it was really tough because I landed that role. I got it. Everybody wanted it. I got it. And I thought, well, this is it. This is the start of the big time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't. And the show itself wasn't what I hoped it would be. You know, if, if ever the maxim, careful what you wish for, right. was ever <laughs> spot on, it was that because 
I thought it was going to be great, and it was great to be part of a big show like that. But when it, you know, when I suddenly dawned on me, oh my god, this is this is hardcore. I don't know if I like being part of this. Ironically, you know, it, the, the decision was taken out of my hands at the end of the day. You know, they just uh, they let me go after season one because it wasn't the success everybody was hoping it was going to be. The show died a slow death it after did. that. What do you do with your life, P? Well, I'm allowed to call you P. Do we all call? Can you we P? call you P? Call me P. I, call you P. I get called all kinds of nicknames. Felice, Fish, oh, P. <laughs> we wanted to talk about your actual name name. Felicia. Yes. Yeah. My parents, I have, I'm one of four girls. Oh, yeah. And they named us all after pop culture people at the time. So, so Felicia Rashad. Yes. Ah. And I just loved how it was spelled. She's so, fabulous. Yeah. And I don't know her. Who is she? She's the mother on the Cosby show. Oh, yeah. Oh, Felicia Rashad. I just didn't know that was her name. Ooh. Yeah. She's yeah. very cool. She's super intelligent and just like, she's really cool. What, what are the other sisters? Can we ask? So the oldest is Sheena. After Sheena Easton. Yeah, Sheena Easton. Scottish. And there's me. Is she Scottish? Sheena Easton, Scottish. Mm. Oh, Sheena Easton. And then don't Whitney. tell them who it's after. See if they can get. Oh, yeah. Whitney. Oh, no. Who's okay. Oh my God! You've actually got Whitney. Amazing. I don't know if you'll get Chelsea though. Chelsea. <laughs> it's a really random one. Wait a minute. Oh no! I know. No. I know. No, you'll never get it. Chelsea Clinton. Yes. yes. I was going to say Clinton, I but I no. Take it back. Yeah. Chelsea Clinton. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Very random, but yeah. I love that. Yeah. So what, what do you, I don't know what you do. What, Wait a minute. I just want to know. Because I just really want to know where Felicia's parents are from. <laughs> oh. So my dad is from the deep, dirty South, Arkansas. He was born and raised there. And then my mother kind of bounced around with her military-ish family from like New Mexico to Cleveland, Ohio, and then ended up in Vegas. And that's where my parents met. And then that's where I was born in. And you were raised in Vegas, yeah. weren't you? Yeah. Oh, were you? Yep. Wow, what's the, I've never been to Vegas. You've never oh, no. been? Oh. We, we went low. Awesome. awesome. I feel like I'm not sure I'd like it. Oh, you would love it. Every, we can everybody... give you a list. No, Steve, I don't know whether my mother would no. love No, she, she would 100%. Because yeah. it's everything. It's like, it's what do you want you your want evening to be? To be? Mm -hmm. It's all it's there. It's not because, uh, you know what I hate is an arcade. So I'm like, is it just like loads Vegas of arcades? Vegas might not be for you. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no I, 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 I'm joking. All that stuff is there, but yeah. everything else is as well. You know, world-class restaurants, amazing bars, nightclubs. For instance, we tend to go um, in December, you know, around about Christmas time. We spend a few days up in the mountains. We're in a log cabin in the snow. There's skiing There's up mountains. there. There's mountains. Massive yeah. hiking trails. It's, it's everything. It's everything. Did we do like two or three trips there? The first time I ever went was, was with you. Really? We went together, yeah. It was about 2005, yeah, I it was. Yeah, it was my first time in... It was when we did North American tour. We yep. did San Francisco, Vegas, mm -hmm. and LA. And I actually got really homesick. You used to get homesick all the time. You were so young. Oh. I know. <laughs> you used to get homesick so. all the time, apart from when you went to Aspen. Oh, I loved it. And that was she a trip. was like, Mum, I'm a genius. Oh, yeah, no. I am on the advanced ski slope and the ski man is asking me how long I've been skiing. It was the first time she'd ever done it. It was oh, unusual wow. how quick she got to grips with it. Was I was really all over the it. shop and like, you know, we got... <laughs> Crazy down. I was like... Ch -ch 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 <laughs> I'm trying to think of a famous skier to no. compare you to, but I came up blank. All I had was Eddie the Eagle, but that's not quite... Can we get you know a bit cooler?
Welcome back to our table with Steve Jones and his wife, P. What do you think of the food? What do you think? How well did mum do with her Korean ham? Oh, the I am awesome. dying over it. It's all so, so good. 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 I was just thinking when you were telling the story about Aspen, I remember it vividly. It was extraordinary. And just how lucky we are to have the jobs that we mm. have had over the years. And how I'm not going to speak for you, Makita, but me personally, I'm the kind of guy when I go away to a city, I'm like, where's the pub? I'll just sit in that pub the entire weekend. But with presenting, what it what it, it forces you to do is, hey, you're in New York, you're going up the Statue of Liberty. Well, you've you got to do things. You've got, and it's it's been a really good thing for me to do that because I would just sit in the pub all day otherwise. Yeah, it's sort of made us become adventurous. Yeah, because you, you have to. That's the job. If you're going to be in San Francisco, then guess what? You've got to go to um, Alcatraz. You know, you got, you got to go to the Golden yeah. Gate bridge yeah you have to do these things that's why you're there and I've, I've always loved the job for that when i did when i was doing um glr when i was doing a radio show every single day it it was so good for me i've been through quite a lot of weird stuff my brother had died and all sorts of crappy things that happened i was quite depressed but i was doing this radio show and it was amazing because it forced me and it was a arts and entertainment show so every day there was somebody who'd written a book made a film written a play so doing a dance performance, something like that was happening. And I was forced out of my depression, out of my state of just wanting to be on my own in the house, not talk to anyone, not do anything. And then I had to re-engage with somebody every single day, five days a week. Mm. And it sort of helped me get better. Yeah. It was one yeah. of the things that helped me get better because I had to it? just like mm -hmm. yeah. just get being around shit together. creative people as well. Yeah. It's just mm. good for the soul, you know, mm. clever, interesting people. Can I please ask her what she does yeah, now? Yeah, sorry, now you can ask oh, No yeah. one will, no <laughs> one will really talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> what do you what do you do with, with your life? Uh so I mainly write recipes for a supermarket, well-known supermarket. What yeah. kind of recipes you write? What kind of stuff uh, do you... I started off doing a lot of their healthy recipes and then it kind of spilled into like the advertorials and seasonal things sometimes. And Are you a nutritionist? Yeah, I studied it just so I could add that to my recipe writing. Yeah, just making you sure... you always cooked then? Yes. Oh like my God. since I was eight, I'm like... Oh my gosh, she's like me. I want to say I was self-taught because both my parents worked. They were both out of the house and it got to a point where I was sick of eating like macaroni and cheese from the box or like pot noodles or whatever. So I would just go in the fridge and start experimenting with stuff. Oh and good God. slowly but surely I started like making real shit. Like I was like, oh my God, I made like a chicken with paprika sauce. So, right. Yeah. And I was only eight years old. So did you, were you using recipe books or did you just make stuff up? I would just make stuff up. That's great. Yeah. But then eventually when I got my own place, when I like left home, I started using recipe books. And that also really like taught me different techniques and stuff. Mm -hmm. So... God, did you cook for Steve all the time? I mean, for both of you. I did. That's how I hooked him. Uh, I yeah. was like... Always. That's how I got Garfield <laughs> as well. That's how I got Garfield too. I made him chicken. Done. He was a vegetarian Over. before he met my mother. You can do it. He had eaten meat for 13 years. Yes. Oh my God. And now he's like goat And I made honey-baked chicken and he went, ah, oh, fuck it. <laughs> Wow. Converging it. a vegetarian, that is, that's got to be on the CV. Nana did it to her husband as well. My best friend did wow. it to her husband. Yeah, he, he'd been in Japan. Can convert vegetarian. Yeah. <laughs> it's not hard. Is so it? you left America and came. I did. Because wow. we were in LA living together for about a year before he was like, I got to go back. You're coming with me? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't want to stay there any longer in LA. Um, 
because I wasn't getting the job off as I wanted. And I didn't want to end up one of those dead behind the eyes wandering around LA going, it could still happen to me. You know? <laughs> yeah. oh I stayed, shut shop, go home. Yeah. And, uh, and I said, Felicia, I, I, I feel like I need to go home for my career, but um, I don't want to leave you. Will you come oh. home with me? And she said, yes. Is that when you got married? Uh, we got married about a year after that. Yeah. I think, yeah. Um, and it's been uh, awesome ever since. Best, <laughs> it, best thing I've ever done. Was it scary? No, actually, I was ready for a change because I'd been in L.A. for 10 years at that point. Right. And I was starting to get that icky. That is quite enough time in L.A. Sick of the people Ooh, there. Just like it, yeah. all the like, everyone's just so competitive and nobody roots for you. And it starts to like really crawl into your skin where you start to hate everyone. Yeah, it's like there's no community. Yeah. Mm. And so I was like, I think I'm done with all this. I'm ready to go to Britain. Everyone here is so lovely that like once I moved here, I was like, this is a different, like I'm enjoying this change. How long were we living together for in LA? Uh, About a year and a half. Yeah. But we knew that it worked before we uh, we, we moved to the other side of the Atlantic. Obviously, you got to know what you're getting yourself involved Mm -hmm. in. And we're like, okay, we love living together. Let's just do it in a you know, in different yeah. continent. And you live in the countryside now, though. So yes. have you got yes. community there? Well, Felicia has, but yes, I'm, I'm antisocial. Like so. <laughs> he's, he's a bit... You yeah. haven't met the neighbours? <laughs> I, I say hello to them. Yeah, he's cordial, you know, then, but he won't be I'm, like, I'm coming over for a barbecue. No. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze... Relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm 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 fine with F1. I'm just getting around all the time when I have my F1 family, mm-hmm. and obviously I have my family back in Wales and I have my London friends. I mean, just there, I I just want it to be you know my my fortress of solitude with my wife. With your wife. <laughs> I don't I, I I it's just too much. I'm not I'm too old to be starting again in a new community, so I'd rather step back oh, and be. No, on my... You're not 105. You sound like the hundred year old man who climbed out the I, window. I, I, I'm <laughs> too old to be making. New I, I can't be making new friends again. About. I can't do it. Of course you can. No. Right. Your best friend well, might be in that village. I can. I just don't want to. I just to. don't want to. <laughs> I was just thinking when, I, when, when, I, when we were younger, I did try and drag you to things. And I, I quickly learned that there are the things that you like to do, yes. which is like bar five people you love. Yeah. yeah. I think that's it. That's, that's pretty much <laughs> it. I was like, yeah. I'll stop. That's Maybe pretty like, much it. Yeah. And like, or a good restaurant. But it was always like, you always like to have like the, the kind of safe crew and I don't think you've ever been kind of searching for more than that. Oh. That rooty stuff. Yeah, but I, this is perfect. It's the four of us right here. As soon as you have an extended 
friend group of like 15 people and you're in the same room. That's crazy. It's too many people. There's too many people. You can't be that real with that amount of people. You You need a smaller group. You really don't like wild cards either. I get nervous with wild cards. Yeah, I get it. I'm like, who are you bringing? Uh, Can you send me like a short video of them uh, (laughs) speaking to the camera? Who are they? What they do? And tell me about their energy. Yeah, I need to see. It's too too much. Again, too old for that. I just can't be bothered with breaking new ground like that. (laughs) So what about TV and work now? Because I, I think also the other thing is being a broadcaster is quite peopley, isn't it? You're constantly talking to different people, big teams. by people, uh, you know, and by society as a whole. But I've, I've got loads of friends in my life. I don't need any more. So that's, yeah, it's a different thing. But yeah, I, I like people. I'm interested about people. I want to be around people. Yeah. But on my own terms. But, yeah. <laughs> With my rules. <laughs> nice. But you're right. Everything we do is like, it's people, isn't it? It's people, yes. it's conversations, yeah. chat, chat, chat. And I mean, for, for what you said, everyone, Formula One's the, um, what you do for Channel 4 and have done for, is that 10 years now as well? Uh, this is my eighth season, oh. so eight, eight years. I don't understand racing, car racing. <laughs> I'm not begrudging anybody else their enjoyment of it. People I just, love that sport. I it know, is see. crazy. I I'm tried like... to talk to people about it and they've got quite annoyed with me. I'm not, I'm not having a go at you. I'm just trying to understand <laughs> Your joy, Your because joy. I'm just like, but they're just going round and round in circles. I don't get it. Cars racing against one another, going around in circles one another. is fun. Jeopardy that all is over extraordinary. It. And don't forget, it's the people in the I car met as well, the personality. Eddie something. What's he called? Eddie, Eddie Jordan? No. Eddie Irvine? Older. Eddie Irvine. Yeah. I, he drove me in a car once and I, I told you, it was going way too fast. Oh, I was like, mate, car. mate, want to slow down? <laughs> Did you have to get into it? Well, when he had to like crash course, learn about it before he started. Oh, so you did have a little crash course, yeah. Oh, I, I had to. I didn't know anything about it. Did you know? It's the old adage. Someone yeah. says, "Can you ride a horse?" You say, yeah. "Yes." Ridden a few Grand Nationals in my time. <laughs> I've, you know, I've won a few of those. I'm an equestrian. Love a good old horse, but you just. I love that about our job. I love that that you can have a phone call that changes everything. Yeah. yeah. I do like that excitement. So, TV, but you wrote a book. Oh, look, it's, look we ha- that's not deliberately sat there like that, by the way. No, I was reading it and then I put it I didn't, we did, that looks like we sort of staged it there, didn't Very it? Very nice to see it. I was saying to mum earlier, I'm so happy that this is something that you're doing and that you've done because I don't think people ever realise how smart you are. And I loved knowing how smart you are and I liked it being my secret. But I think it, I, I think it's really important for people to know how your brain works. And just starting to read it, Steve, I was like, oh my God, there's Steve's brain. Like just the way... <laughs> it, That's lovely. It's That's a, a very really particular cool kind of brain. And we used to have the maddest conversations, like our conspiracy theories and, you know, like our seven hour drives back from Wales yep. or wherever we'd been filming. And we would just talk, talk, talk. And I feel like all those ideas, you know how frustrating it gets with TV. You just have them and you can't. So to be able to put whatever your ideas have been into this book, I'm just like really excited for this like moment for you. Yeah, I, I, it's everything you've just said. Thank you very much, firstly. Um, and yeah, I, I was really itching to become, to use that word again, un, unfettered, just mm-hmm. be me and write the things I wanted to write. Because obviously with TV, you have to be careful. You don't want to offend people. Not that there's anything offensive in that book, but it is a bit more edgy than anything I've written with T4, for instance. Mm-hmm. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to write a book and I'm going to say the things I want to say. And you know what Penguin said? You can't do that. <laughs> 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 You're like, mm, you're going to have to take that out. <laughs> 
Like, really? Well, yeah, if you want Penguin to publish this, you got to take that out. But I thought this was my freedom space. <laughs> well, that's the thing. And I thought in a book you can, but it, no, it doesn't no, work quite, like that. But quite. obviously it's a bit more give and take in publishing than it is on TV, you know, Channel 4. Like, no, you can't say yeah, that. Yeah, of course, of course. Um, not that we ever wanted to offend people, but we did, you know, be a bit fast and loose. push it a bit. Yeah, push it a bit. It's not offending people. It's about, you know, freeing up yourself. I, I, These I, are two absolutely. different things. And Just, unfortunately, sometimes those things cross over. I'd actually like people to know that. I don't think people know that we wrote a lot of T4. We wrote, a lot? Uh, we, most of yeah, T4. I know it was, a, like a, it was a group effort, but when it came down to you and I who worked together the most, it was like, well, we're going to say the things we want to say. Yeah, we like, like what you're doing here, but... I think Makita would say it maybe like that, and you, it, well, Steve would probably say, and, yeah. and vice versa. We'd we'd put our own stamp on it. So it was all, always it was a team effort. But at the end of the day, anything that came out of here, that's me and you signing off. It was really important to us to be honest, not just like tell the truth, but be honest about who I actually am and who he actually is. And that is why we still get shouted T four at us every day. Yes. People watched because it was real and it was like. Honest. No matter if we were dressed up in a crab outfit or whatever, we would still go, but what's, like, why are we here? What's my motivation? <laughs> what's my motivation? Yeah. Yeah. I can't just be a crab. Yeah. Let yeah. me know why and then I'll do it, it for you. It better be funny. And it better be funny. Yeah. It better also, be funny. better be funny because sometimes things that other people think are funny are not funny to you and if it's not funny to you, then... But this goes back to what I was saying earlier about uh, the, the public or the viewers not having direct access to us by saying, you know, the crab costume, shit, and that wasn't funny. Please. Somebody so, recently said, well, so we do Gogglebox. Yeah, and I know. Yep. we did a Gogglebox and I did a dolphin impersonation because I don't like dolphins. They freak me out. I think, <laughs> I think they're weird, right? And this was our conversation. And somebody sent me a message oh, no. on Twitter going, how dare you? Oh, no. <laughs> how dare you encourage people to kill dolphins? I went, what? Dolphins. I just said I don't trust I them, and I'm not going swimming with them yeah, either. Right. Thank you very much. <laughs> and uh, somebody was like, "You're encouraging people to do weird stuff to dolphins." So I'm like, <laughs> oh, firstly, it's the dolphins we need to be scared of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. The dolphins are the. And predators. secondly, go away. Just stop yeah. talking to me. I mean, I just block things because. Andy I'm Oliver, dolphin. <laughs> <laughs> Um, dolphin yob. Um, but um, but anyway, to get back yes. to uh, success and and you know freedom and freedom at work. What does now in life for both of you? What does success look like for you? Because I remember Steve was said to me once that he was just so happy that he'd found someone that he could sort of run around the world with. Yeah. And obviously, but you also are a broadcaster mm. and now writing. Yeah. And what does it look like to be in like a successful place? Good question. Um, a decent bank balance. Is, is, if I can be completely honest, uh, you know, I, I want to continue the lifestyle we've become accustomed to. Yeah. And that involves continuous work. And I think that's where F1 has been a godsend. I mean, no one knows better than you guys that with TV, by its very nature, it comes to an end. Yeah. It, it, well, unless you're on deck. But yeah. it, it's, it's going to come to an end. That's how it works. People are going to tire of it. Turns out with sport, that ain't true. <laughs> That shit just went on and on forever. So I'm very, I feel very lucky to be part of, of F1. It's been eight years of, of, of a wonderful time, so can't complain. But yeah, that's what is success yeah. for me, being comfortable and continue to live the life you want to live. Yes. How about you, P? Yeah, I agree. And neither of us have ever been regular job people. So if we can achieve that and have like our flexible schedule yep. and be able to like, hey, we've got a couple of weeks, let's go somewhere. 
that to me is like really important and let's like so you travel a to... lot like holiday party yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Felicia comes to a lot of the uh, F1 this the... job was literally made for you I can't believe it takes you all around the world Very in lucky. that way wow so writing Steve what I really enjoy because I've I also have a book out actually <laughs> and I really enjoyed the process of writing it's like the physical act of it I found really meditative slowing down like that making space for myself that nobody else could kind of almost get into was just a really brilliant experience for me did you like doing it yeah absolutely I just love being creative you know imagining worlds putting it on the paper and you know it really appeals to me to go back to the presenting thing again I did Monaco like last week a couple of weeks ago that's on the recording box for a week then it's gone and right. with with writing and something like call time you know it's tangible it's in your hands and it's going to be around forever yeah. you know that that lives and breathes now whether I'm anywhere near or not so that really really appealed to me just to do something for once that lasts. Mm, God, I've never thought about it like that. Yeah, mm. it would, actors and musicians, you know, they get that one yeah. song and lives forever. But presenters, it's just so fleeting. It's it's gone. We present it. Well, welcome to the show. You know, and then it's gone. And I just thought, yeah, I want to do oh, something. It's off the live now. It's off the whatever it's, now. It's, and, and it's, and it's, it's, it's done. Where is that? You've been thinking about legacy a little bit. Not so much leg. I don't really believe in, after everything I've just said a moment ago, I'll, I'll, I'll contradict myself. <laughs> Legacy's bullshit. Once you're dead, you're dead. You know, I, I, don't really, I don't really get that. I mean, just while I'm here to have this thing that I've done that somebody could pick up. But when I die, I'm fucking burn them. I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm gone. Who cares that? In, in the front of the book, it says for Chris, who's always with me. Yes. And you told me a story about losing a friend when you were young. And That's him. It is him. It's the same yeah. person. And so, was that experience? Did it inform this story? An element of the story. Yeah. This story, as, as a whole, is about a, an entertainment slash um, agent to the stars, Bob Bloomfield. Um, who, you know, at a glance doesn't seem like a particularly nice person. Uh, but he's not bad. He's sad, essentially, because he suffered this horrific childhood trauma. Um, him and his brother went on a bike ride when they were kids, and his brother came off the bike and died. Bob's always blamed himself. You know, he's broken inside. He pushes everybody away. Um, and one day he has this, like, world-altering moment where he goes to a fancy dress party, and part of his outfit involves an 80s mobile phone. During the course of the evening, he rings his childhood home and his 12-year-old self in the year 1986 picks oh, up on the so other fun. side, <laughs> which gives him the opportunity to save his brother. Ooh. But as, as, as we know, when you, when you seek redemption, sometimes it just makes things worse and worse. So that's Bob's story. The only connection between me and him is that, that one grim life experience that he had, I, I shared with my, my best friend, Chris. Is that how he died? Yeah, when me, my brother Jonathan and Chris, we went on a bike ride, I was 19, Chris would have been 20, and uh, yeah, Chris came off his bike and he, he died uh, there and then. So Like straight away? He died in my arms. You know, he was on the road and I came up and I sweeped him up and I held him there. I could just see, oh, this is the end. This he's is, he's this going. This is happening, yeah. So... I, I used that in the book, which I'm still a bit ambivalent about whether to use something like that or not. I have spoken to Chris's family. They're aware of it. They know it's not a story about Chris, although I did borrow that element just because I wanted it to be authentic. That's a, yeah, it couldn't be some, you know, two-dimensional cliche. You had to be somebody 
you believe, and I wanted his grief to be believable, so I, I borrowed from so my you, own. You had to use your own. Grief I had to, that, yeah, I had because to. you can't, you can't. Uh, like, there's like, no facsimile exactly. for that, is there? Yeah. How? So you were how old? Nineteen. I was nineteen. Yeah. See, I was twenty-five when my brother died, and that that thing of somebody dying. Bam. Mm. You know, one minute, it's Tuesday, everybody's fine. By Friday, they're dead. Mm. My life fractured and Mm. my heart fractured, everything. You know, what was it like for you? Like the same. same. Just changed everything. I mean, the dynamic between our families, you know, I knew Chris, we were babies together. He was our next door neighbor. So we lived next door to one another and it just destroyed everything. Mm. There was everything changed. You know, everybody was just deeply traumatized from it. The people who were there, the people who weren't there. A part of me felt a little bit guilty because, you know, there were two Jones boys there and just one Lewis boy. And I I just, I I needed to get away. I just, I ran away from it. I went traveling. I needed to get away from it because even now when I'm back in the valleys, I use that road all the time to go see my my uncle. I see it every time. But it was also a part of me and it feels kind of, I know, childish to say as a 46 year old, but um, I just wanted to live enough for two as well. I thought if I go away, see the world... I don't know. I just say it, I. That's that's what I thought at the time. I was. I'm going to go away. I'm going to live as much as I can for me and Chris. I, and after I my brother died, I kept saying to people, "There's two of me. There's two of me." Mm. Because, and I do really believe that on a sort of in a broader sense as well. That all the the people that we lose end up within us. Yeah. So you know, it may not be as literal as there's two of me, or you, you know, but mm. there there is something about carrying love physically in you and with you wherever you go and I think that if you've lost somebody physically you think about that more and you kind of embrace that more because you don't just you just don't take it for granted because you know how quickly it can be taken away yeah I I was I was I don't know how it was for you but I was angry for a long time as well because it was just so unfair it's not fair I mean it just you know you talk about only the good die young this guy just so good looking, so funny, so caring. You know, the the very best of all of us. The very best of like, all of us. Really? This yeah, guy's really, gonna go really what what is that? Just why does piss the world me off? So and it still does, you know, like 20, 20 or 26, 27 years later, and I'm still a little bit angry still about it. Because yeah. he should be here. Yeah. And um yeah, that was that was the genesis of the book. Just uh what would you say to your younger self? I do think that in the long run for me, what it taught me, I mean, it left pain, obviously, but it also made me even more more empathetic mm. as a human being. There's something about that kind of pain and that kind of loss that if you survive it, because people don't always survive mm. it, right, then you weave it into the rest of you. Mm. Is that right? Yeah, and it makes perfect mm. sense. Yeah, I, I, I feel the same way. I also feel that when you go through something like that, it just teaches you how precious life is yeah. and you know you, you, you all, all of all we've got is the present you yeah, just like moaning about oh god now i'm 45 well, no, now I mean, i'm 52 yeah, you don't know how lucky you are i was like, gonna say Pete, how old are you these days i will be 38 next week oh my god <laughs> i'm 39 now oh. and it's like oh shit we're in our late 30s yeah. oh shit i'm 40 next Real year talk. Real Steve talk. Jones. <laughs> this is I, I. I messaged you a, a little while ago. You, you were like, I've just turned. It was I, I thirty-two. Was it thirty-two? Mm. I thought it was more recent than that. No, it was thirty-two. And it just I'll made, never forget what you said. It made me. It just made me giggle because I know you were having like a meltdown in your twenties. <laughs> you were heading towards thirty, and you posted this picture, and you looked so beautiful and healthy, and I was like, God, all that wasted energy. And here you are, at thirty-two. You've never looked better. Oh, you know, I, I'm not that dear anymore. <laughs> Fantastic. I would say the same stands for 38, for 40, for 45, for 50. 
I, it, I took it in though. I took it in. I was like, he's right. I'll have a lot more to bitch about later. So maybe don't waste it on 31 you, and 32. You're, you're, you're never going to be younger than you are today though. Right. right. You know, you're going to be, oh my God, I'm turning 50. Jesus Christ, I'm 50. You'll turn 60 thinking, Christ, I wish I was 50. Uh, yeah, you exactly. turn 70 going, oh God, I wish exactly. I was 60. Remember when, like, I was 60? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> when I was 60? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't tell me to cut you I'm already going, I just want to be 34. Phoebe was like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> uh, so, um, so yeah, uh, and also, um, weirdly, we found this video of my mum's 40th birthday party the other day which is oh. a crazy thing to see because it's actually a film you know on like an yeah. old, rather than just pictures and we had seven people in it that we'd lost over oh, 20 wow. years seven people in that film aren't wow. with us anymore and it was a really visceral way of seeing how physically people aren't with you because mum gives my uncle Roger a big hug we give Judy a massive hug and I thought that's so funny I actually don't think about them physically not being here because we talk about them every day all the time mm. every day but seeing that was like oh shit I have not physically been near them since they were plucked yeah, out of this universe long, yeah. and it's yeah. just the surrealness of it the fact that we found it also as my mum turned 60 so I was just like you know what? It's a fucking privilege to age and it's a yeah. gift and it's a gift to get to experience every part of life and not just one part. So I'm so much happier. Yeah. yeah. And I'm better. <laughs> I am better. I feel like I get more fabulous all the time. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I know. We were talking about this the other day. Yeah, I, I couldn't have written that book 10 years ago. Mm. No way. I mean, yeah, that's like, that's a life experience yeah. book, you know, traveling, meeting people, understanding how things work. That, that's something that happens when you get older, so I'm very yeah, happy. It feels good. I feel like I'm at the peak of a mountain, mm. and there are more ahead, but I feel like I can look back Into the things. foothills of your life. Into the <laughs> foothills, the sunny foothills of my life. <laughs> that's nice. Beauty, but it, that's how it feels a bit. It is quite sunny. And I, I was going to say one other thing, which I Go wanted on. to tell Makita personally, tell because I thought she'd really enjoy that, and they didn't print it, going back to what we were saying earlier about you've got to be so careful nowadays. I did uh, the magazine then and now thing at the back. Mm. You know, they say, well, then you were doing this, what are you doing now, blah, blah, blah. And the last one was, uh, who were you most likely to be hanging out with back then? Um, and I'd said, uh, it was Makita and then Rick. And they were like, oh, fantastic. Uh, what, what about now? I was like, no, nah, that pair are dead to me. <laughs> and they were like, Jesus, well, well, what, why? What, why? And I said, well, firstly, Rick Edwards slept with my grandmother. <laughs> And um, Makita Oliver, she poisoned my cat. <laughs> so I, I said that, yeah, and somebody sent me the article the other day. I looked down, like, fucking great, here we go. And I looked down there, I read it, and uh, then, uh, hanging out with Makita and Rick, brilliant. Now, Makita and Rick, because they're intelligent, funny, and clever. No! Does that sound like no! something I'd say? No! Whoa! No! Yeah. I hate it. I hate it when people a ruin my joke and change my language. It's, it's insane, isn't yeah. it? I That's mean, very upsetting. Were they like, oh, we can't say that just in case? But it's then true. they let me hang myself in the enemy. Like I could have done with a bit of that. A bit of a, a bit, bit of my yeah. Cheers, everybody. Cheers, cheers. 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 Che
Mum, that was quite emotional for me. I know, you went all funny before you opened the door. You went, oh my God, it's actual, actual Steve it's actu- is at the door. <laughs> it's actually Steve. And you both like looked at each other. You love each other so much, mm. don't you? You've been through a lot together. Been through a lot together. And I think when you meet people from a certain time of your life, you start to really remember that part of your life in lots of different ways. You know how you can mm. think in memory, oh God, I was like this and it was like that. And then you, you're with someone, you're like, and all these other things happened. And yeah. all these other beautiful things happened and all these great people were around me I had a best friend that I worked with every day and travelled the world with that you have someone to share those moments with it is beautiful that and I have to say I really like Felicia oh my god I knew you'd like Felicia like Felicia Rashad I can't believe you got it Felicia Rashad I was quite pleased with myself yeah they were happy (laughs) nice one also I was really glad that they enjoyed the food because it wasn't actually Korean food it was like inspired by Korean food with you know there was a Korean element because I had the little um, wild garlic pickled Korean pickled wild garlic I think you took the brief and did an Andy Oliver which is what yes. really people want well that's what they're gonna get that's what they're gonna get. <laughs> my drink was such a hit it did everything I needed it to do it took him back <laughs> it brought up emotions <laughs> and it was bloody delicious well the screwdriver recipe cheap vodka cheap orange juice ice because I tried to <laughs> fancy it up and you were having them yeah because you wanted to do fizzy like that, that's was... not as Steve said that's not a screwdriver no it's got to be flat. It's got to be flat and it's sweet. Be... Flat, sweet and cold. How long is it since you've seen Steve? We haven't seen each other for about five or six years. And I forgot how much he makes me laugh. He's funny. He's a funny dude. He is a funny He's dude. A funny dude. He's always been a really funny guy. I think when funny. we, well, I think what we know now from talking to him, it's like, I guess it was also quite a monumental uh, life building part of his life he just got this massive show on channel four he didn't really know anyone and as i said earlier i think we really needed each other and i think he loved that i came from a family a proper rooty family that what that we're about because he comes from a real family that he's very very close to yeah he loves and i guess maybe that's one of the things that you respond to in each other Mm. actually that family connection yeah is really really strong it was so sad that when he was talking about his friend that's just awful thing I feel like his relationship with P was some kind of salvation for him. You know, like when he talks about it, he goes, it's the best thing that ever happened to me very calmly because I met Felicia. Mm -hmm. They're like both sides of a coin, aren't they? They're like a completely beautiful partnership. Yeah, and I just, thank God after all the women <laughs> and all of that time, he found someone so brilliant. Like he, yeah. I, he ne- he's told me he never wanted to get married. I never want to get married. It's <clears throat> not for me. I don't care. And I just don't think he believes someone like Felicia would not only exist, but you know, when you find what you don't even know you're looking for, yeah. that's what P is in Aww. his life. Mm. Cheers, darling. Oh, cheers, mama. Well done. Well done, you. Marvellous. Okay, I have two new obsessions that I need to share with you. Impress No Glue Press-On Mannies and Impress Press-On Falsies Lashes. Trust me, these are getting ready game changers. Both require no glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes, no mess, and no annoying dry times. Just one step and you're done. Boom. Instant glam. Visit impressbeauty.com slash presson and use code PRESSON25 at checkout for 25% off Impress Manicure and Press-On Falsies. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.